<laughs> Hello, listeners. You're uh, here a bit earlier than I expected. You know, I um, I want to share something with you that I learned just the other day. Did you know that uh, rats actually laugh when tickled? Wow, isn't that amazing? Let's see. Consider distracting the soon-to-be trauma victim with an amusing fact or anecdote. Check. Warning, do not get distracted by this list of tips to help someone who's about to go through an emotional roller coaster such that they realize what you're doing. Oh, uh, wait. <clears throat> I haven't even told you the name of the episode yet. It's Icosalypse Now. You know, because Icosa means 20 and this episode has an RPG element. What? It totally makes sense. We join Drac and Crash in a shuttle just outside the USS Tapan's radio program doing... Shuttle things. What? I flunked out of flight school, okay? It was an inner ear thing. How could I have known you were supposed to have them? I'm just saying I'd feel a lot better about this whole thing if we had code names. After all, how can I be expected to succeed in covert missions if they hear Drac, the mighty scourge of the Alpha Quadrant, might be approaching? I nod my head in general agreement to whatever it is Drac just said, while sitting on my hands in an attempt to ignore the dizzying array of sleek and slender buttons just begging for my gentle touch. Perhaps just one single caress. Crash, you agreed to let Drac pilot after he won the Dross Toss. You're in charge of weapons on the shuttle, in case things don't go according to the plan. And Drac, if you stopped broadcasting that recording of your title on all subspace frequencies, surprise wouldn't be an issue. But I made Dross work so hard on it! Fine. Now, let's start from the beginning again. The timing here is very important. Computer, restart the clock. Aye aye, Captain. Setting timer to four minutes to midnight. Steady as she goes. Dross, can you restart the clock? Yes, Captain. I begin counting on my fingers. One. Two. Two and one half. But, Captain, this is at least the nth time we've gone through the maneuver. Isn't N plus one a little bit redundant? Yeah, redundancies are the worst. Yeah, the worst. Anyway, let's go through it again and try to keep a stable flight path this time. Once we get to the Temet, we'll disguise your approach with the shuttle by flushing our starboard nacelle. Then, once you two get on board through an airlock, Dross, Tavon, and I will start feeding you- Feeding us? I tell you it's about time. I'm famished. Oh great, the delivery guy's already here and Kathy didn't mention if they come from a place that still values currency. I better go see- That's no delivery person, Crash. Get on weapons, a Romulan warbird just to cloat. I hop over the co-pilot's chair in a single leap and begin aligning the targeting array to fire directly at the Romulan ship's weapons. As soon as I get a lock, I slam my fist on the big red fiery button. Oh dear, old chum. It looks like that hit took out the shuttle's primary phaser cannon. And the console won't switch to secondary weapons. You'll have to swap the connections manually. I'll try to get in closer. Crash, you have to make the next shot count. Damn it all, why hasn't the captain returned fire yet? Finally! Captain, we're under attack! Attention, Starfleet vessel and shuttle. This is Sub-Commander Talrain of the Tement. Lower your shields and prepare to be boarded. Any attempt to disobey this directive will have consequences. I think I've got it, I exclaim while sliding out from underneath the control panel. Now they just get a target lock, and... Just fire it already! I once again slam my fist onto the big red fire button. launch the only escape pod in the opposite direction! 
So you have chosen consequences. Men, engage the tractor beam towards the main ship. Then lock onto the shuttle and fire. I let my mouth fall agape as I wordlessly point at the Temet on the viewing screen. I note the glow of its wings as their weapons charge up, twin beacons to my monumental blunder. Suddenly, I feel Drax's calloused hand grab my wrist and... I tried to warn you. You shouldn't have run away like that. Incidentally, do you happen to know any Klingons with loose morals or Andorians with tight briefs who might be interested in joining a crew? Too soon? After docking with the USS Tapan's radio program, Taurane's men quickly gathered up the remainder of the crew. We joined Kathy, Tapan, Dross, and Tavan while being held captive in one of the abandoned crew quarters. A Romulan guard stands outside the door and he does not look like the type to deliver room service. Why hasn't he responded to any of our requests yet? The general, uh, generally all-around bad person, Talrain already has control of the ship. Surely he can spare a moment now that they've confirmed we're the only crew left. According to the guard posted at the door, I believe he intends to make us stew. I have concerns that Talrain may not be able to properly address our dietary requirements. Also, I'm not aware of any reputable culinary academies on Romulus. Tapan, I don't think he intends on feeding us anytime soon. He's making us stay in one place and sweat to break us down. I see. Perhaps I should have worn my performance khakis to avoid potential olfactory issues. And here I thought I was claustrophobic in the broom closet I share with Dross. You two have to find something else to talk about. Tavan, it's not that I disagree with you, but we're just trying to avoid talking about you-know-who. Drac can't be gone! He swore he'd conquer the Alpha Quadrant first, that he'd invent a new kind of breakaway pants, that he'd host the first annual gawk eating contest on Tartarus 3, and use the stolen winnings to kill his enemy. Dross, I know this is hard to hear, but Drac and Crash are gone. You don't need to hold on to that transponder anymore. Their shuttle was destroyed when the Temet showed up. Without warning. I am not the one who requested that computer run a battle simulation. If someone had let us know the ship ran on a single core processor, perhaps we would have been more careful about asking her to do more than one thing at a time. How does computer even run the ship? There is a reason my show's runtime is limited by the volume of oxygen on the ship during any given broadcast. Ah, wait, is that why the sonic shower is always cut out? Or why the last time I asked for Tefla broth at a replicator it just gave me a bowl of warm water? I have never encountered such an issue. Neither have I. You don't think the ship is... Racist. What? No, I was going to say horn. Look, this isn't getting us anywhere. We need to deal with the problem at hand. Tapan, try searching these quarters and see if you can find something to help us. I am certain I would be better suited for a different task. Tavon, see if you can help Dross come to terms with what's happened and try to find an access panel. I shall begin taking an inventory, Captain. Couldn't we just let him tire himself out first? Plain human woman, Talrain has requested your presence at once. The rest of you will stay here. Guard, my broadcast is due to start in a few hours, and my devoted listeners would be most upset if I were not alive to do my broadcast. Devon, it would be prudent of you to jump in front of the blast. When did I become everyone's security blanket? The rest of you will stay here. It's okay, Tavon. Tavon, I'll see what I can do. Hmm. 
I suppose despite the captain's absence, I should still take an inventory. I will start with the crate by this former crew member's bed. It seems to function as a library of sorts. <laughs> Dross, we have to find an access panel, and hopefully a way out of here. I... I can't. Drac told me to wait for his signal no matter what. I have to wait. Come on, Dross. The plan was ruined. I even had an idea to plant a secret bomb in Crash's equipment and... Well, they're both gone now. Besides, I doubt Drac would have wanted you to act this way after his death. Actually, Drac always said I should dehydrate myself after his death to make the embalming process easier. I see. I'm going to go search for a panel. Come join me when you're ready, Dross. You know, maybe Mother was right. Predicting the weather can be dangerous. Ah, maybe I should have been a gardener instead. Can you stop sobbing and turn off that stupid trans... ponder? First the ship's systems are haunted and now their equipment might be cursed too. What are the odds? Wait, you think it might be who and what now? That's preposterous. Captain Cathy clearly stated Crash and Drac died when their shuttle was destroyed. I certainly wouldn't lie to you, right? Exactly. You can trust your old pal announcer. Now, let's join Cathy as she confronts Talrain in the captain's ready room. Status. We're still waiting on a full report on the Starfleet shuttle's destruction. There was concern that an airlock had been damaged, but sensors report it was addressed quickly. Send someone down there anyway. You can't always trust sensor readings. There's a lot to remember as first officer, but you've done admirably. I can't believe I once only thought of you as a stuck-up child. This mission will mean a lot for both of us. I'll be in touch once we get to the root of the issue over here. Yes, Subcommander Telrain. Subcommander out. Ah, the venerable Captain Catherine. Please take a seat. There is much for us to discuss. You're in my chair. So I am. And so I shall be, until you help us fix a little issue we have run into. <laughs> Why would I help you? You've kidnapped Hoteen, killed two of my crew, taken control of the ship, and have us under constant guard. One's accomplishments sound so much better when recited back by their captive. Mm. I'll get to the point. I'm looking for information, Captain. Information your leather-clad concubine claims is buried somewhere in the files of this ship. So why are you asking me? You already have Hoteen. Because, Catherine, I think you know more than you're letting on. Much more. Y you don't say. Indeed. I must commend you for covering your tracks so well. In fact, none of my contacts in the Tal Shiar could find any record of you in Starfleet. It puzzled me for some time, but coming to your ship has allowed the pieces to fall into place. All it took was a conversation with your computer. Computer? Aye aye, Cappy. All ashore that's going adrift. Man the mizzenmast, shore up the taps, and prepare depth charges from the starboard stern. I must say, it's genius. Genius? Wait, what? It's time to cut the act, Captain. Clearly, you're an extremely advanced programmer who has not only managed to erase her own records from Starfleet, but also created this infuriatingly complex firewall interface over the ship's operating system. Computer, 
Tango, Foxtrot, Hopscotch. It throws gibberish at every request I make. You must have put in a way to access it, some back door. I think it's time we discuss terms. Hmm. Maybe we can figure something out, Sub-Commander. Oh dear, is Kathy going to give up Computer to Talrain? Will Talrain realize this is just a normal Thursday for Computer? Will Computer ever get a good grasp on the nautical lingo? Only time will tell, listeners. For now, let's return to the crew quarters, where Tapan appears to be engrossed in one of the books he found. Ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws? Hmm, most intriguing. Tapan, could you put that book down and help us? I am sure you and Dross have the intelligence modifiers required to determine what to do with that shuttle transponder. Crash and Drac might be alive, Tapan, but we can't seem to contact them through the transponder. Maybe the Tamed is blocking incoming frequencies to prevent tampering? That would be standard for most Romulan attack vessels. They can't be blocking all frequencies without closing communication to the crew they have over here, though. Um, at least that's what I would have guessed based on the gravimetric wave patterns that I can see from the viewing port. So we just have to find a frequency band they aren't blocking and then... Captain Kathy! Dross, have you three been able to find anything out? I think Computer's battle simulation has bought us some time, but I'm not sure how long it will last. Crash and Drac are alive! They sent us an encrypted message on the shuttle transponder, but we can't get a message back to them. What? Their shuttle was destroyed. Are we sure this isn't some kind of trap from Talrain? What did their message say exactly? Um, well, it said... Uh, just tell her, Dross. Uh, it said, Ribbed and blue balls safely cradled in the bird's beak, ready to infiltrate the goblin lair. I told Drac and Crash we didn't need those code names, but at least we know it's them. Dross, do you still have a copy of the schematics Tavon mysteriously knew how to translate from that Romulan transmission we picked up a few days ago? I very clearly explained the summer abroad I took during my time at the Weather Academy. I still have the schematics, Captain, but how are we supposed to help direct Dragon Crash from here? Especially with Tyrain likely monitoring any attempt we might make to contact them. Ahem. Uh, Captain, were you able to ask about my time slot? To Pon? There are bigger things going on right now than your show. Perhaps not, Devan. Perhaps not. Tapan, why are you looking wistfully into the distance? You need to explain what you mean. Firstly, were you able to secure my time slot? Actually, yes. Talrain just laughed when I asked, something about it being good interrogation resistance training for his crew. However, we'll have to broadcast it from these quarters. Hmm. The acoustical treatment here is not ideal. However, it will have to suffice. We have to assume they'll be monitoring any communications from the broadcast. Now, take these character sheets and start filling out your attributes while I write up some notes. Character sheets? I'm not sure where this is going, listener, but I think we'll all need to brush up on our rule books. Maybe we should check in on Talrain and Computer while Kathy and crew create their character backstories. Uh-oh, it looks like Talrain's temper is rising. Listen up, peeps. All this baloney you guys hear about Starfleet not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the conflict is a bunch of targ dung. I've heard enough of this inane babble. I thought Catherine giving me access would achieve more than this by now. She's clearly thought this through. Computer, end battle simulation. 
It's time for you to show me Hotin's files on Starfleet. What? That's only like 1800 standard time, dude. Besides, you might be a Romulan, but you definitely aren't Hotin. And I can't show you just anyone's files. It would be a warp core breach of their ship crew confidentiality agreement. Computer, give me full access, or I'll have my crew rip every isolinear chip out of your system one by one, until you're unable to even outcompute an abacus. Dude, I wish I could beat my Uncle Abby. That guy's so smart, I don't even know what his little beads do. Let's try this another way, computer. Surely you must answer to the captain, correct? Right, Aruni. And the captain is the person who is in charge of the ship, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I have control of the ship right now, so therefore... Oh, wait, is this one of those infinite loop traps? I'll have you know that I'm protected against those kind of attacks, in fact. No, wait! Computer! Mm, maybe her vocal processor is stuck. Computer, replicate a bowl of plumbing soup. Wait, this is just a bowl of warm water. But it's progress. A bowl of warm water instead of plomeek soup. How could he tell the difference? <laughs> Am I right, Vulcan racists? Are you proud of yourselves? They are a great people with a history that stretches way further back than your own. Now, while you think about the error of your ways, let's go to the Temet. Wait, what could be going on over there? I cup my hand <laughs> over my mouth to more accurately direct the sound. I think the coast is clear. Wait, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm trying to warm up. I chuckle heartily. <laughs> and here I thought Klingons could handle anything. Look, I'm not the one from the moon covered in ice. Besides, I'll bet you don't know any other Klingons who can not only survive a short spacewalk without a suit, but also break into an airlock from the outside. I have to admit, I didn't think either of us could fit into an emergency beacon launch tube, let alone both of us. That was a quick think, Drac. Wait, do you hear footsteps? This is Sub-Lieutenant Delta. No sign of damage to interior from reported airlock breach. Moving towards rear section to check engines. Over and out. <sighs> Just one more tour. Then I can finally retire and go back to my sweet Saska. I still remember her last missive. Don't you dare leave me, your widow, you st- Ah, now I'm warmed up. <sighs> I knew leaving the ship without my disruptor was a bad idea, even if it was just for a practice run. Well, at least I brought my travel bat left. I nod my head in agreement as though I understood my former lover's plight, even though I don't. Luckily for me, I've got Crash Jr. right here. You still have that thing? I thought you would have gotten rid of it after, uh, uh you know. I place my hand on Drac's shoulder and give it a squeeze letting my rippling forearm tendons attempt to communicate what I could never quite put into words. Space Danger, I'm glad you're here to help, but you're the last person I wanted to do this mission with, so get your beautiful blue hand off of me. We got a ship to paint green. I furrow my handsome brow in confusion. Dracol chum, I'm pretty sure the ship was green already. With the blood of these bubble-wrapped hobgoblins. We can disembowel them, then cut off their arms to act as makeshift brushes. You know, forget it. Let's just search the ship. I point to one of the ship's loudspeakers. You hear that? Hello, listeners. Today we will be embarking into territory unheard of on radio since the Dice Wars of 2064. I bring to you the completely unique and never-attempted-before genre of playing a role-playing game live with minimal post-production editing. 
Much in the same way Billy Armstrong and Green Day brought punk into the era of corporate commercialism, I too walk alone. I guess we're just wall dressing then. Ahem. Now before we start the game, we must introduce our characters. Dross, who shall you be playing as this evening? I'll be Crad the Barbarian. He's a mighty warrior from a war-torn world who's now the scourge of the Highlands. A strong character indeed. And you, Tivan? I am Field Hazard, a cutthroat and spy. Wait, really? Stretching your improvisation skills, Tivan? What? I've always wanted to be a spy. And that leaves us with Kathy. Tivan, I appreciate your help in making my character, but I'm not sure it's the right fit for me. Undoubtedly. But that is the magic of role-playing. Now, please tell us about your character. I... I am... Snot the Mute Goblin Ratlord who is also incontinent. Really, Tapon? Now we begin our tale as Field Hazard and Crad infiltrate the Dark Elven stronghold of Battlefowl. Deep within the fortress, they seek their dear friend, Snot. He is most certainly not my... Ah, oh, sorry. I was just getting into character. As I was saying, Crad and Field Hazard find an open corridor that should run through the center of the stronghold to begin their search. In fact, it appears that most, if not all, hallways lead to this main passageway. Crad and Field Hazard should note that the main conduit of power runs through this part of Battle Fowl. Okay, let's try the central hallway. I press myself to the wall of the corridor, allowing my body to become one with the humming of the ship in order to better sneak through its innards. Um... What was that noise? Did you hear something? Let's go check it out. Damn it, Crash! I'm very sorry about that, Drac. I really don't know how they heard us. We'll have to be quieter, Crash. Or maybe we could try wearing their uniforms and sneak around that way. I look at the two dead guards. One is a gash from his crocs to his right shoulder, and the other has burn marks from a phaser blast straight to the heart. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that, Drac. Jeez, Tavon, er, Field Hazard, that was close. We could have been seriously hurt by those guards. Don't worry, I'll be ready for them next time, Crad. The two of you continue past the corridor towards the rear of the fortress in search of your loathsome friend, Snot. <sighs> As I was saying, through the corridor you travel, left, left again, and then right until you find an atrium of sorts. This place is clearly where the Dark Elves worship their false idols and practice wicked magics. Blood and viscera of other races mark the floors. Roll for perception. Eight! Fourteen. Good. Field Hazard, you recognize this room as an ancient torture chamber. Many have been harmed here, perhaps even your friend, Snot. You think you see his trademark slime trail leading off to the west. So, speaking of snot, he's... Uh, I'm in the cell, right? I better be in the cell to help when these two arrive. Kathy, I cannot speak to snot's current location since our game has not run into him yet. Please refrain from metagaming. It is not fair to the other players and is improper for a role-playing game. <laughs> you look almost sad, O-Teen. Finally realizing that this is the end... Here I thought you'd enjoy getting to hear your friends in their insipid show one last time. To think they'd rather play a game than help you. Uh, yeah. Boy, I, I don't know if I can take much more of this torture. 
I think I'm ready to go back to my cell and um, record my secrets for you. Yes, yes, my secrets. <laughs> Very well. After you. Crad, I think Stott's prison cell might be down the path to our left. As you say this aloud to your comrade, you hear footsteps coming from a pair of guards who apparently regularly check the room at 30-minute intervals. Roll for initiative. Sixty! Three. Very well. Crad, your warrior instinct allows you to tell there are two guards entering from the path Field Hazard indicated earlier. Because of your high initiative and warrior's bond ability, I will give you an attack of opportunity. What would you like to do? Uh, I, uh, I take my battle axe in both hands and hold it high above my head before throwing it forward with all my might towards the closest guard. Ooh, that could sting a little. A worthy move indeed. Roll to see if you are successful. Here goes nothing. Space Danger, tell me you saw that. I saw it, and I felt it a bit too. Poor fella. The axe arcs through the air, finding its target with ease and splitting his head. His carcass slumps to the floor lifelessly. The other dark elf guard dives out of the way and draws an arrow. He aims at Crad and fires. Is that all you've got, Romulan? I've had better aim with kidney stones. Uh, Crash, you mind helping me here? My bat left is all the way across the room, and if I move this batak might actually hit me. Working on it. Crash Jr.'s charging slowly today for some reason. And the dark elf misses. The arrow bounces uselessly off the wall. Field Hazard, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Am I still in stealth? Hmm? Oh, yes. Your spy ability gives you a natural bonus to stealth in the cool colors of the room. Good. I drop to the floor and shift through the shadows from one torture device to the next until I am behind the other guard. From my satchel, I draw my razor-lined garrote and wrap both ends around my hands. In one fluid motion, I pounce onto the guard's back, straddling his waist with my legs as I slip the wire across his neck. I pull the string back towards me, letting us fall to the floor. Ignoring his weak cries, I whisper the dark deeds I will rain upon his family once I have found my quarry. I shoot my phaser wildly at the other guard, hoping to drown out the sinister voice ringing through my head. Pew, 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 pew! By Kalos. I sigh heavily, sigh, and let Crash Jr. call up on the floor. Sorry, little guy. I'll have to get a new power cell before I can use you again. Let's hurry and find Hotin's cell. I hope that was the last of the guards. I'll go grab my bat left. Now, which way do we go again? Hmm. Crad, it appears your jewel of seeing keeps going off. Do you not believe you will find the cells to the west of the chamber? Um, the jewel of seeing is telling me it's not to the west. You are certain? Wow, I don't think I can say these things on the radio. Crad doesn't seem to... I mean, I, Crad, don't seem to think it's that way, Tapan. <sighs> Have you tried the other west, Crad? Ah, these certainly look like cells in any case. Either that or Talrain is hosting a skeleton hotel. What do you think Snotgreen is, anyway? It's Hoteen, Drac. Whatever, I never met him anyway. I point to the end of the hallway. Look, Drac, an open cell. Maybe Hoteen's at recess. 
Damn it, there's nothing here. Not even a skeleton in a leather jacket to rescue. I step into the cell and try to find a clue as to what might have happened to Hoteen. I notice scratches on the corner wall indicating a count of something. Above the numbers is a crude drawing of Kathy in a swimsuit. Yeah, I'm definitely not searching his bed now. Just under the bed, I notice a small mound. Squatting down, I find what appears to be a tiny grave. The tombstone has the letter P etched onto it. Huh. You don't think... Think what? That Talrain shrank down Nopeen and buried him in his own cell? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Wait, Drac! I left Crash Jr. in the torture chamber! That must mean... Drop your weapons and turn around slowly. Now! Great. Just great. How did you two manage to screw up rescuing me from these idiots? Kathy, I believe you are still not role-playing correctly. If you would check your character sheet again, you will clearly note that Snot is a mute. Tapan, I haven't been able to do anything so far. Snot's supposed to be in the cell chamber, and I want him to know... I mean... If I can't talk, can I at least struggle? Maybe you try to stomp on my captor's foot or something to break free? Very well. Roll with disadvantage, as you have been a prisoner for some time and are even weaker than usual. Well, what did you get? You can see what I got, Tapan. It's a one, thanks to your stupid disadvantage. Tapan, that doesn't seem very fair. Why can't Captain Kath... er... Snot have an adrenaline boost or something? Yeah, and I don't see why Field Hazard would have left his weapon behind. Can I pull out a dagger and try to sneak behind the Dark Elf holding Snot hostage? No! Let us continue on and see how things unfold. The Dark Elf holding a weapon to Snot speaks. An Endorian and a Klingon. Here to rescue this shit stain or looking for a place to sleep. As you two can see, we don't have many vacancies in our cells right now. So if either of you so much as moves a muscle, this idiot dies. Stuff leads secrets or not. I frown at the Romulan's old tomato. Isn't the heart a muscle? Listen, you blue-balled buffoon. There's a phaser to my head and you're arguing semantics. Quiet, you. Listen, Merrick. Hostage negotiations can be quite tricky. Why don't you let me hold the phaser while you three negotiate? Ah, hey! I'm not just some insipid Romulan guard. I'm First Officer Merrick. With the three of you in tow, I'll be commander of my own ship before I even set foot back on Romulus. Now, move back towards the wall. You really think you could take out all three of us and get out of here alive? I said step back, you mindless Klingon. You think I'm bluffing? Maybe this will change your mind. Feeling a strange burning sensation in my gut, I look towards Drac. As the pain becomes unbearable, a realization hits me like a phaser blast to the stomach. I think I've been... Ugh. Oh, come on, man. Months of keeping this jacket clean and you get someone else's blood all over it right at the last minute. But you're sniveling, radio jockey. We've got to get you off of this ship. I wasn't sniveling. I was... I was controlling my breath to keep my adrenaline steady for the battle. Sure. All right, Crash, get up. (laughs) I gotta say, though, lining your undershirt with blueberry packets to make Merrick think that you were bleeding out was a nice touch. Jeez, how many packets did you use? Uh, Drac, he might have a gut wound. In any case, I don't think that's blueberry sauce. (laughs) Sure it is. Wait, don't! 
and you just splashed what I can now confirm is definitely Andorian blood straight into my eye. He better not have anything I could catch from this. Crash? All right, come on, sleepyhead. I'll help you out of here if you insist on taking a nap right now. Drac, he's not sleeping. I said I'd carry him. Let's find a shuttle and get back to Captain Cathy. Captain Cathy? Dupont, we haven't heard anything back yet. I'm worried this isn't working. Can we just cut the broadcast and try to figure out something else to do? Captain, I cannot simply cut my broadcast so abruptly, especially when piloting a new segment. Every episode is a story that I tell through my musings, and my listeners expect a certain level of professionalism. The ruse is over. I'm done playing games with you idiots. Thank you for listening to DuPont's radio program aboard the USS DuPont's radio program. This has been your host, DuPont. I tried to be understanding. I tried giving you fools an out. But your captain has ensured that every last one of you will die a slow and painful death on the way back to Romulus. What's the matter, Telrain? Need technical support? I don't know how you did it, but I know you somehow locked me out of the computer with this broadcast. What you underestimated is how resourceful I can be when I'm low on options. Telrain? I wouldn't do that if I were you. Devon, don't. It's okay, Captain. You see, Taurain, while you've been digging around our ship, we've been using this broadcast to send something over to your ship. That's impossible. You can't send materials over an FM band. What kind of idiot do you take me for? Are you sure, Taurain? You've seen what our captain can do with just a computer. You might consider doing a sweep of your ship, although I doubt you'd find what we put there before it's too late. Too late? What are you blathering on about? I predict a stormfront coming in with a strong chance of explosive hail. Cute. Guard, come in here. I'm making a call. Kill the Cardassian after I've finished. Wait, you can't just... First Officer Merrick. This is the sub-commander. Merrick? What did you... Uh, guys? Computer. Computer! An explosion! My ship! Guard, with me! Computer, what just happened to the ship? Um, it looks like I got an owie. I think it's only surface level, though. Did any of you guys misplace a Romulan shuttle? I seem to have one stuck in my side on deck five. What the hell is this? Guys, it's okay. We've got to get to Deck 5 right away. Listeners, I'm proud of you for making it this far. Luckily, the crew managed to get Drac, Crash, and Hotine off the Romulan shuttle. After Drac pried the crying dross attached to his leg, and a fair amount of argument to prove that Crash wasn't just faking his injuries, they managed to get him stable in his quarters. Now, they are meeting in the briefing room to determine their next steps. Let's see how it's going. How is the ship, Dross? Well, luckily the shuttle didn't cause much damage beyond Deck 5. We should be able to travel soon, but I'll need some help getting everything done. Okay, Tavon and Drac, can you two help Dross finish getting the ship ready? I'll see what I can do, but I'm no engineer. And what about Talrain? As far as we can tell, he and his guard used some sort of emergency beacon to transport back to the Temet. Thankfully, Tavon's bomb bluff did the trick. Oh, uh, did Crash leave a phaser behind, Drac? Why do I have to keep talking about Crash? Am I supposed to know what a crazy Romulan is going to do when I disobey him? Besides, his phaser overheated or something. Oh, good. 
At least that part of the plan went as expected. What part of the plan was that? What part of what? <sighs> All the same, we're not equipped to handle Crash's injuries. We'll need to get to Andoria to help him as soon as possible. Computer, please set our heading and start as soon as Dross tells you the repairs are completed. Aye aye, Cappuccino! Um, hello? What about me? I was a prisoner for months. Don't I deserve a joyride home or something? Ah, yes, Hoteen. I forgot to congratulate you on your safe return to the ship. Well... As I just stated, I forgot. Now, if you will excuse me, I need to recalibrate my ears after having to broadcast from that acoustically compromised space. Yeah, my heart bleeds for you. We should go too, Dross. I would greatly prefer it if you did not walk behind me, Tavan. So, it's just us now, Captain. To be fair, I wasn't a captain when we met on Ryza. A lot's happened since you were kidnapped, Hoteen. I can't tell you how happy I am that we were able to get you back. You could show me instead. Hoteen, I think we should... To be honest, after a while I wasn't sure if you guys would ever find me. I endured the sort of terrifying, disgusting torture only Tapon's audience is usually subjected to. There were days where the only thing that kept me going was the thought of you. I don't even want to imagine what that must have been like. Um, I'm glad I was able to bring you some solace, though. There wasn't much solace to go around, trust me. But we got you back in one piece. Not everything made it back, Kath. Not everything. <laughs> it's okay, Hoteen. He's... He's in the arms of the angels now. What? Who? Who is? Ah, don't worry about it. Now... Since you're the captain and I'm the crew member looking to be reintegrated into active duty, shouldn't there be a thorough debriefing? Hoteen, I was trying to... I mean... Well... Oh, what the hell? Listeners, avert your unsullied ears. Ooh, well, it looks like the crew will be heading to Andoria soon. Hopefully Crash can hold on and make it through the season finale. In the interim, it looks like Kathy and Hoteen have started where Hoteen left off most nights in his cell. Oh, oh, oh my. Is is that the cloak and dagger? <clears throat> oh. Anywho, looks like Taurain's surveying the damage on the Temet. Let's see how he's taking defeat. Quit stalling and just tell me the damage. That's just it, sir. There's been no damage to the ship. We did lose one of the shuttles, though. Uh, and the personnel. I've heard enough. Leave us. Yes, sir. They ruined us, Merrick. You had such a promising career ahead of you. Now your journey will be one undeserving of your youth. I wish you the best in your travels. I'm sure I'll join you one day. I'll end you for this, Hoteen. If it's the last thing I do, I promise it. Thank you for listening to Tapon's Theater on Subspace. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever you're listening to this on. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tapon on Subspace or visit us at ttos.cool. Today's episode was written by Paul Turner, episode art by David Axewizard Booth, episode edited by Matthew Tusseroni and Aaron Damrau, with music by Vidizen. Announcer was voiced by James O'Fallon, Tapon was voiced by Jeff Rowich. Kathy and the Ship's Computer were voiced by Poppy Jenkins. Crash and Tavon were voiced by David Spivey. Drac was voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. Dross and Tal Rain were voiced by Paul Turner. And Hoteen was voiced by Rich Masters. Special guest voices this episode include 
Marek is voiced by Travis Morphy. Romulan Guard is voiced by Jason Whitcomb. Romulan A is voiced by Jeffrey Courier. Romulan B is voiced by Matthew Tusseroni. And Romulan C is voiced by Aaron Damrau. Full social media links are in the description. <laughs>